what's going on? It's Jesse Lee. You can call me hashtag Bossly or the People's Mentor. And this is episode 226 of the show. If you want to go ahead and screenshot this, put it in your story. Tag me. Tag some friends. Tell me your takeaways. I would love to reshare you. Give you some clout. At any rate, this episode's awesome. This is an interview on leadership. And I go in. <laughs> like There's times when I'm recording something and I'm just sitting there and I know it's fire. This is one of those. And so for sure, if you're trying to up your leadership, maybe if you're trying to understand my leadership principles, how I like to lead, things I do, etc. It's not too long. It's good. It's a banger. Make sure you share this with maybe your teams, maybe your rising leaders, maybe your leadership core, etc. And make sure you get your five-star reviews in. Tomorrow is the big giveaway for $227. So make sure your five-star reviews are in. Make sure you do put this in your stories. And like I said, tag me, tag your friends so that you have the chance to win. Today's five-star reviewer, just for some clout, I don't know why I keep saying clout, is Carol Eliza XO. She's just amazing. Five stars. I just don't understand how this woman just speaks right to my soul. She is the catalyst that lights my fire. So obsessed with her. I look forward to every day listening to her. I'm obsessed. I love it. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate your reviews. Obviously, there's no uh, ads or anything on this show currently. And so to keep it that way, let's make sure we get this sucker shared out. Uh, the other thing is that if you want me to train your network marketing team of 30 or more people live on a Zoom, just email ask, A-S-K, Lee at gmail.com and my assistant and I will get you all scheduled. Any topic you want, feel free to try to stump me. Ooh-wee. At any rate, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Happy Sunday. That's today if you're listening live and I hope you enjoy episode 226 of the show. Ciao. So my name is Jesse Lee. Hello, hello, everybody. Uh, I live here in Frisco, Texas. I'm super excited to be on this call with Kate. Actually, she is just absolutely a rising superstar on our team. And so if you know her, you are blessed to know her. That's my opinion anyway. And you're listening to my opinion. So uh, I have, uh, you know, been part of our company almost for three years. I've been in the network marketing direct sales space for nine And I really think my leadership, since we're talking about leadership, started way, way, way younger. I think I started in all of that when I was uh, probably a really young kid. I had a really rough childhood, and because of that, was put into leadership situations much earlier than I probably would have wished upon somebody else. But I think that it takes a lot of leadership. It takes a lot of... um, a lot of tough situations sometimes in people's lives to turn them into the leaders and people they're supposed to be. So I feel very blessed for all of the trials and tribulations and things of that nature that have happened in my life because now I'm very blessed. I My life is kind of like a dream life, I feel like, a lot of the time. Um, and I have the honor of being the leader of about 12,000 people around the globe in 27 countries and uh, you know about 450,000 customers. So I feel crazy blessed every day in my life and I'm very blessed as well to lead you Kate it's been really awesome watching you explode over these last six months and uh, I look forward to this conversation I think it's gonna be awesome all right I hope so so um I know in our in our trainings and in our company we talk a lot about adaptability so especially now in this crazy everything is just crazy yeah um we not only have to be adaptable as leaders in the network marketing space, also in all business. And I don't know, I know know if you know what I do, but I work in restaurant management for 19 years. So a lot of adaptability has had to be done there too. So what do you think is most important for a leader to be able 
to be able to adapt? Um, I just think most of it's an awareness, honestly, because all of us adapt. Change is necessary. Last night is an example on team training. I played that Lion King video, right, where mm -hmm. uh, where Rafiki is telling Simba, you know, change is, change is going to happen no matter what. So, you know, it's, it's not a negative. It's a positive. And I think that that's one of – so there's three parts to a leadership quotient. If you're taking notes, write this down. There is – there's IQ, you know, um, he, I mean, you can't be a bonehead, you know, but nobody is if you can operate a telephone, telephone, you know, to watch this or listen to this or whatever. Uh, like IQ, then there is adaptability quotient, which is EQ. And that is your, um, or emotional, did I say adaptability? No, I think I said emotional, emotional intelligence, which is your ability in the middle of a storm, which we all have them to say, okay, I'm going to not have crazy high highs and low lows. I'm going to be a cool little cucumber. And then adaptability, AQ, is the third real pillar of leadership. And adaptability is just your ability to say, well, this isn't ideal, but we've got to change a little bit. And the best leaders look at situations with tremendous emotional intelligence and adaptability, just understanding that life's always changing. And especially in a business like ours, specifically network marketing, and screw it, not just network marketing, let's, it is business in general, if you're working with people, it is going to take emotional intelligence and the ability to say this situation sucks. Oh my God. What's yeah. the solution? So when I think about what's adaptability, it's more so where's the solution? It's more so, you know, where is the positive energy in this? And I think the best leaders look at all situations, no matter how negative, no matter how toxic. And they say, huh, this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity. So... I like that. It's definitely everything has been so crazy, so different. So we really need different ways to go about, especially things that we're used to for so long. Yeah. <clears throat> so in leadership, do you think that leadership is something that you're, you're just born knowing, or is that something that you're capable of learning? I don't think there's a such thing as born leaders. I think there, I think that leadership is, and maybe this is crazy to say, but I think it's 100% nurture. Like people say, you know, oh, is it nurture versus nature when they, when they talk about anything in life? And I will tell you, leadership is a nurture thing. Leadership is, is something that you have, to, you have to go through to grow through. And so a lot of times I find, I see, you know, a lot of people getting maybe upset or, uh, you know, uh, Oh, you know, I, I just don't know how to be a leader. I just wasn't born to be a leader. I, that's, that's, that's horseradish. Okay, that's crap. That's a bunch of crap. Because if you want to trade spots with somebody who maybe you view as a big leader, understand that it was nature that did that to them. It was situations in their life that did that to them. Nobody knows how to go through a really bad life situation naturally. That's crap. No, how do you know how to lead through a bad situation? It's because you went through a bad situation so you can teach somebody else how to go through it and not have as much pain. Does that make sense? So like, yes. and then, and then, you know, I've screwed up so many times. Leadership is a constant growing thing. Constant, right? I, I become a better leader by having to go through bad situations. I become a better leader when somebody calls me and says, so-and-so said, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what the heck? And then leading through that scenario, leading through that situation. And so when people are like, how do I become a good leader? I'm like, you've got to go through some crap, man. There's crap coming. I promise you there's crap coming. Yep. But 
then when you start to see situations, you go, ooh, I've gone through this before. I know what to do with this one. And that's when people start to say, oh, Jesse Lee, you're such a great leader. Well, I'm only a great leader because I screwed it up 80 times first. Now I know what to do when somebody does that. Now I know what to do when somebody quits the team. Now I know what to do when somebody yells at me. Now I know what to do when somebody cusses out somebody on the team. Now I know what to do when somebody plays favorites. Now I know what to do when the warehouse is backordered. Now I know what to do when the CEO goes MIA. Now I know what to do when I'm just like making stuff up. But like now I know what to do. You know, but that's not, that's no, you're not born like, ho, 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 I know what to do. I know how to be a network marketing leader. Lies. <laughs> we have to go through the conflict to grow. Yes. There we go. <clears throat> so how, for someone who maybe is just starting out, maybe they don't have a large team that they're leading. Um, how, how do you recommend the transition from like a mentee to a mentor? Um, well, you, okay, here's the thing is I don't think it's a transition. I think you do both. So like, I am still a mentee. There are still people teaching me every single, I learn from, I'm learning from you, right? I'm learning from everybody. I'm constantly learning. Um, and if you think you can't learn from somebody, you're an egotistical maniac. That's crazy. Um, but I will tell you, I, I learn every day. And then for me and for, I think everybody, but I'll just say, cause I'm speaking from my own experience, the best way in my opinion to learn is to teach. And so even when you're, you feel like you're not ready to recruit, even when you feel like you're not ready to lead a team, even when you feel like you don't know what you're doing, any of these things, I would just say, so what? Try. And you don't know who you're inspiring. You know, um, it, it used to make me really uncomfortable when I was leading teams because I would think to myself, oh, I don't even know what I'm doing. Why do they like me? Like, why are they listening to me? You know? And, and so I say that because there's still times where I'm like, ooh, that podcast sucks. Or, or I'm like, ooh, that, that live was terrible. Or, oh, God, why are they listening to me? You know, we just did Empire U with 32,000 people. I know you know because you were there. Yes. But, like, I was sitting here in my house, and we had 20, 30 people here watching it. And, um, cause we couldn't do the big event. And so, you know, people who were comfortable, not socially distancing, you know, yeah. came and, uh, you know, obviously health precautions <laughs> in place and whatever else. Yeah. See you coughed. You can't come in Kate. No, I'm kidding. But anyway, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, uh, no, like we had, a, you know, I actually said before two of my trainings, I said, I was like, you know, guys, like this one was not good. <laughs> like this one was really not good. And I said it on the seasons of business training and I said it on the, oh, my brain, I don't remember anymore. Now, here's the funny thing is I said that as somebody that I know you look up to as a leader, as a mentor, as a coach, as a trainer, as whatever. And then I watched it and I was like, that was bomb. Like, those were fire. Like, I was like, but when I did it, I even didn't have confidence. And so I say that to say, be the leader even when you don't feel like you know what you're doing. Because you probably know more than you think you do. You're probably more ready than you think you are. You know, last night on team training when I said, I said to everybody, jump off the cliff. I said to everybody, jump out of the airplane, like skydive, just do it. When you actually take the action, the fear dissipates. It goes away. But if you never do that, if you never take the shot, if you never take the leap of faith, then you never know. But most people who are listening to this, you are ready to lead. You're just so stuck in your head that you're not. Yep. It's all mental. Oh, yeah. In a big way. <clears throat> so I'm glad that you brought up uh, Empire U. So in, you know, in leadership, what, I know team events are so important to you. Why do you feel that, that those are so monumental to the team? 
So why I think events are so monumental to the team, they're monumental to anybody. You know, I, um, I love this time of year because yes, yesterday, so September 9th, but September 9th, 2011 was the day I came back from my first ever national event, like my first ever training. And I just, I refused to go to trainings because I thought to myself, I can get all the training on the computer. I can get all the training in books. I read a lot. I can get all the training, you know, as CDs at the time, you know, they weren't podcasts or anything. And <laughs> I'm aging myself. It's crazy. Or local events or like small stuff. And I went to that event and I left and my business almost doubled in one month. And it's just different. Like, I don't know why it's different, but it is. You might even hear the exact same words from somebody, but hearing it from a different mouth changes things. I don't know why. I just know it does. Uh, And so when I tell people to go to events, it's not for selfish reasons. I don't care. I don't need the clout. I don't need to have the big giant team surrounding me and making me feel like, oh, I'm the big leader. Yeah. Like it feels good. I'm not going to say it doesn't feel good when I look around. I'm like, damn, we got 32,000 people. That's a dang old sports event. Like, yes, that feels good. Okay. I don't lie about it, but that's not why it's because like, you'll go to an event. You'll hug me. You'll meet, you know, we'll spend more time together. I'll look in your eyeballs. I'll tell you things that I think about you and you'll see it. You'll feel my energy. It just hits different. Like I don't want to say it. It just hits different. And so I tell people go to events because when I say they change lives, I'm not saying it just because they changed my life. I'm saying I've never met a leader that doesn't go to events. Like we say this a lot, but success leaves clues. And I don't mean leader like, oh, that's a leader. I mean, I've never seen even an achiever, you know, somebody who's selling a lot. Somebody's recruiting a lot. I've never seen it. I've never seen somebody that doesn't go to events and is leading a large organization. So if you want to lead a large organization, if you want to be debt free, if you want to be whatever it is, well, then get to the event. I'm just telling you, whatever it is you need, you might go into, go into an event and you might not hear what you thought you needed to hear, but you're going to hear exactly what you need to hear. And strong leaders know that. And so they do drive to events. They do make sure that they are present at events and they do make sure their team shows up at events. So consistency is one of the biggest, one of the biggest things for our teams. What, it, what do you think are other top most important traits in a leader? Um, the most important traits in a leader, yeah, consistency, but also integrity. Like if you're taking notes, write that down. Nobody wants to follow a leader that's a bully. Nobody wants to follow a leader that says they're going to do something and then doesn't. Nobody wants to follow a leader that doesn't set the pace, you know? And so I know there's a lot of stuff inside of that, but it's true. Nobody wants to follow a leader that picks favorites. Nobody wants to follow a leader that isn't reliable. Nobody wants to follow a leader that is dramatic, you know, or negative or toxic, or rude, or mean, Um, and so, you know, I know you're part of this private coaching, but, that we do on our team, but, uh, you know, reading this book, Super Bosses, I think more people need to read it, I think more people need to, uh, to understand it's not about being a bully boss, as they call it, in that, I think that's what they call it, in that book, and that's what a lot of people do, they bully, they yell at people, they scream at people, they tell people, you need to do this, what are you talking about, Dodo, like, you need to be the leader, you, you hit that rank advancement, you, you why, why, why need to, you know, fund your, your lifestyle, you know, um, and so I think the best leaders are just going to come from a place of love, I think in 2020, especially, we're, we're at a part in, le- a, a place in leadership, not a part in leadership, a place in leadership where people want a relationship, they want to feel. And, um, so yeah, that's how I feel about that. 
<clears throat> and they want the recognition. So we talked about that in our, you were talking about the private coaching. So we talked a, little, a lot about recognition. So how do you think recognition can help motivate somebody to step into their leadership? Um, I just think that people need to know that they're seen, period. You know, when I say recognition, I'm not necessarily talking about buying things, although sometimes it is gifts and stuff like that. But more so, it's like letting people know that they're valued and that they matter and that they're seen. We live in a world that is so competitive and so fast-paced and so, um, you know, money-driven, quite frankly, at least our society here in America and, you know, probably anywhere that people are listening to this, that we forget that people are human too and that if everything's about the money and if everything's about the bottom line, then you're losing such a such an important part of, you know, I think why people actually stick around and you can drive people till the cows come home and you can whatever. But I find in my experience that if you just appreciate people and love people and pour into people and recognize them for their own gifts and talents, the day that they're supposed to show up as that top performer, they will. And so people are always asking me, well, why do you love people who, who only sell one box or why do you love people that, but, and I'm like, Cause someday maybe they need more than $50 a month and they know I wasn't the jerk that bullied them around, you know? So yeah, recognize people, let them feel seen for what they are doing because not everybody does the same thing. And that is okay. Agreed. That was actually part of my next point. So how, you know, if you, I know during empire, we had the, the deck of cards training. So we talked about, you know, everyone, every card that you pull is not going to be a huge player. So do you still practice the same leaderships towards all, all the people equally? Yeah, absolutely. Because A, that's just me. But B, it's the golden rule. Treat others how you want to be treated. And so, I mean, you know, I was already a high performer. But when Nana passed away, I really wasn't. Uh, first of all, I, I didn't touch my business for three weeks almost. Like I would say, hi, I'm alive. And that would be it. You know, and then um, from there, I basically got terminated pretty shortly thereafter, you know, and uh, I had made so much money residually that uh, it didn't matter, you know, and so I, I, I just know, you know, I was getting paid, you know, for I had I had plenty of plenty of income. And so I just know for people, it's like they need to understand that this is a better way and they need to understand that their life can completely change from this and just take it one day at a time. Just take it one day at a time. Just take it one day at a time and love the little people. I think the people rallied around me when everything's happened because, you know, and I, little people can sound really ignorant almost, you know, like, why are they a little person? Because I just mean like little volume because they're still humans and we all have different gifts and talents and convictions and it's perfectly okay to be somebody who isn't a top performer. But what if one day you are? You know, what if one day you are, you want to be in a vehicle then in that case where people have loved and appreciated you, you know, and so this is totally off topic, but I'm just going to say it because, you know, you have an audience and I think everybody needs to hear it anyway. And this is just who I am. It's congruent with who I am. You know, I posted a, a Black Lives Matter post the other day and I didn't mean it like around the whatever the movement is. I don't know anything. I don't follow, I don't read the news. So like, I don't know what you're fighting about. When I say Black Lives Matter, I'm literally talking about somebody's skin color. Like, those people's lives matter too. That's literally what I'm saying. And to me, this is the craziest thing I've probably ever seen. Like, I, I am rarely speechless. You can probably tell. Okay? Like, I, I, I've always got something to say. And the people 
that were so racist that were commenting on my wall, on my post, that were are not were are huge network marketing leaders. Literally racist pigs that are making millions of dollars. There were two that were making two, and one had made, and then the third who was who had had one month where they made sixty thousand. She's not a big leader or anything, but like she had a good month one time in her life. Like, but $60,000, like, dang, that's what people make in two years in, on average in America, right? Like, I sat and I looked at that status stunned. And not because, oh my gosh, you don't believe black people matter too, which I do. I'm going to say it again, okay? I'm going to say it again. Uh, I say it because I couldn't believe that these people are looking at people, black people specifically, and writing comments like, and this is a quote, you can go look, I'm not taking it down. He's like, you should work hard like the white people and hustle. And I'm like, I, I sat there and I looked at that comment and I was like, there are probably hundreds of, like he has a team, one person has a team of 500,000 people, literally around the world. So he probably has 200,000 or more people of color on his team that he literally just said he views as insignificant and or less than him and to me how do you run a business of integrity how do you run a business where people know that they're loved and cared about and I thought if I were that person this is bringing my point right around I thought to myself if I were a person who were on that man's team and I saw that comment do you know how fast I would quit and find somebody who loves all people and actually does actually loves the quote-unquote little person actually cares about you I would be so drawn towards I'm speaking about myself specifically right now, but I would be so drawn to myself or somebody who stands up for the minority that it would make your head spin. And something that not enough network marketers seem to understand is that you don't make millions of dollars by having a couple high flyers. You make millions of dollars by having a lot of people doing a little that feel good about it. And that is leadership. Leadership is not slave driving people to become six-figure earners it's loving all of the people where they are and cheering them on from an actual place of love and integrity so i went on a tangent but i don't feel bad about it that's how i feel <laughs> cheers chink, chink. i'll drink to that it's okay <laughs> and that's something that i i've really i've learned working under megan she just loves she loves everybody everyone on our team every all, every single customer they're all they're all just gold to her and she mm -hmm. treats them all like royalty. <clears throat> so that's what I hope to implement in my business going forward. Love it. <clears throat> but I have one more thing. What do you say to the people who say that network marketing is a scam? Okay. I won't fight you. You know what I mean? Like I just refuse. My whole life has changed. I grew up in poverty. I grew up without my clothes fitting. I grew up, grew up without not a food on the table. I took a shot on entrepreneurship nine and a half years ago, put $310 on a credit card because I didn't have it. Couldn't afford to pay rent in a basement. And I'm a multimillionaire and a super successful investor. You can think whatever you want. I don't care. Your opinions do not pay my bills, but network marketing does. Yeah. Amen, sister. <laughs> well, that's all I really got. <laughs> 